Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the ANZW podcast, where we amplify the voice and profile of incredible women and allies in the ServiceNow community across Australia and New Zealand, bringing the voices of diversity and inclusion to you, whether you're taking a coffee break, walking the dog, or like me, cleaning out my stash of mystery computer cables. I'm Katrina Reid, a Senior Principal Strategist in the Inspire Value team, and today I'm here with Huma Salim, an experienced project manager and recent graduate of ServiceNow's NextGen program. Welcome, Huma. Hi, Katrina. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. It's lovely to have you. Can you tell us a little about yourself and your career history? If I talk about my history, I would like to go back to the day I joined my university to start my graduation for computer sciences. So that was the day this, I decided that this is the field I want to work in. And I wasn't sure what, uh, what is there for me in the future, but I knew this is something amazing. And during my university, I decided to be a programmer. So I worked very hard on those, those courses. And even during my university time, I started my internships. I did two internships while I was studying. So at the end, uh, when I completed my university, I was already working as a programmer. And from there, I wanted to be a programmer. I wanted to do my master's. And things changed for me. I got an opportunity to work in a big telecom company as a database administrator. That was a completely new thing for me. And I wasn't sure uh, what will be there for me. But the one thing that clicked probably me, uh, to me was that when the manager said that it's not an easy job and it's not like everyone can do it. And I just told him one thing, if you can do it, if other people can do it, and then I can definitely do it. So I joined there. Uh, it was a hard work. Like I had to work very hard to prove myself probably because at that time, like I was kind of the first girls in that company in the IT department. So there was a mindset that IT field is not for girls. So in order to break that stereotype, you have to work a little more harder than other people would do. And from there, I worked there for one year, almost one and a half year, and then I moved to Telenor. That was a new company. And I could see the progress, like the company, the way it was progressing, didn't developing. I could see a lot of development there and growth. So I moved to Telenor, Pakistan, and I think that was one of the best decisions in my life because uh, I learned so much there and the company, the culture was amazing. The people were very nice. So for the next seven and a half years, I worked, stayed with that company. And there I started off as a database administrator and I thought I wanted to be a DBA for all my life. But after almost three and a half years working in Telenor as a database administrator, I was uh, offered a position in a new department, which was forming. And it was a completely new idea in our country as well. Like We were deploying a mobile banking solution, which was going to use the mobile phone as the user account. So that was a completely new idea. No one was sure if it, like, it will be a success in the market or people might not go for it. But I took it as a challenge because I thought, asked myself, is this the database administration is all I can do or can I be more than that? So just with this mindset, I moved to that team, which was a big decision for me because the, th the way of Dhamak was completely different. But it was a lot of learning for me because there I had an opportunity to work directly with the management, reporting them the progress of how the project is going, working with the business people. It was a great roller coaster ride for me, I would say. 
And within that team, I grew, like, I managed the operations, I managed the releases. And at the, time, at the end, when I was leaving the company, I was the project manager and performance specialist. So I was managing two ends of the world. So it was a great experience for me. And there were things that probably I might have, like, if I work somewhere else, it would take me years to learn those things. But for Intelano, I had an opportunity to, like, to learn those things within months. So from learning point of view, it was amazing. And I love working in technology. I love learning new things. So it was a great fun for me to work there. Did you work closely with the business as well? Oh, uh, yes. Um, my role was something like I was kind of a face of my team at a lot of points because initially when we started, I was the first person in my team. I had to, uh, we, like, we used to have meetings in the morning. Every morning we have to present the status and the business directors and managers were there sitting there in the meeting and asking us what's going on in the system. And we had to explain them in their language because very early in the first meetings, uh, one of the directors asked about an issue and I very calmly explained him. And after a few seconds, I looked at his face and he was like completely confused looking at me like what I just said and then my manager explained to him in non-technical terms so there I learned that okay this I have to change my language when I'm talking to the business people and later on uh, we had a lot of parties with our business team whenever we used to launch a new service before pre-launch we used to have a party and we used to celebrate every milestone we had in that system so we had a great working relationship with them there were times they used to be angry with at us and there were times we were angry on that, but that was a separate thing. But on overall, like we had a great working relationship. I used to joke with my boss that I was bilingual. I spoke business and technology, and that was one <laughs> of my superpowers. Trust me, this is a very important skill. And when you learn it, you feel like, okay, I'm a super person now. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the projects that you worked on that you absolutely loved? or that, that stand out? When I was working as a database uh, administrator, I loved trying out new things. So I, I was given a task to work on uh, configuring our Siebel systems to connect with the Oracle Enterprise Manager for their management because we had 18 servers, so it was not easy to manage each separately. So if we had one centralized location to manage them all, it would have been easier. So, but there are a lot of challenges in it. So one of my colleagues just gave up, like he said, it's too much work. So my manager gave it to me. So I used to sit there every night, like after my work, and I would spend two to three hours on one point. There were issues. I used to uh, log tickets to the Oracle, fix it, and then move forward. And at the end, I was able to connect the system successfully. So I was really excited about it because that was something which other people find challenging, but I always work with a mindset that if there is a problem, there should be a solution. We just have to go an extra step to find that. So I always work with that mindset. In 2007, I went to London for training, Oracle training. And before that, I used to feel like, oh, everything is there for me in Pakistan and I'm very happy there. But during that visit, I felt like it opens your mind when you go to different places. You learn something new. And that was something that 
clicked me and then I wanted to move somewhere else. And also the job market in Pakistan is very small. Like when I was working in Telenor, Pakistan, it has a great work culture. But when you look for a growth, at times you feel like you want to move around and you want to try something new. So I couldn't see too many options there. So Australia was a country where the weather suits me because it has all the four weathers which we have in Pakistan. <laughs> and I honestly, I'm happy here. I love uh, living in Australia and always say that Pakistan is a country that was given to me by birth and Australia is a home I chose myself. And I like they are, uh, the multicultural, like, how multicultural Australia is. You can see people from all around the world at work based. So it's a beautiful country. And in Australia, people coming from different backgrounds bring something with themselves. So there's always something that you learn from them. So I'm always after that thing. For next nine years, I was at home. I was in the workforce. But uh, during that time, I tried to stay in touch with my field as much as I can. I did certifications. I did short courses to see just what's happening in the market and how things are going there. But now, like my kids are kind of back in school. So now I'm pretty much ready. And ServiceNow has given me such a great opportunity to be part of this next gen program to learn a new technology and I feel so much ready now to get back in there and work. So many of our listeners may not be aware of ServiceNow's NextGen program. What is it and how did you get involved? ServiceNow NextGen program is new in Australia, but it's not new in the other countries. Like there have been a lot of cohorts in other countries, but in Australia, we were the first cohort. And in this program, it has decided a design in a way that any new person like me who didn't know anything about service now, after nine weeks, I can confidently say that I am happy to start working in a workforce and I'm happy to start like I don't need anyone to just give me tell me what service now is because I've covered so many short courses in it. So in nine weeks, they have like they have combined system administration and developer basics. So I know the basics now. And ServiceNow as a technology has so much in it because coming from an operational background, I've managed an application. So uh, in this, in ServiceNow, I can see so much potential. So the program you mentioned included training courses and, you know, skilling you up on ServiceNow technology. I assume there was a group of, there was a cohort. So there was a group of people that you're working with. Has that built relationships and a network that you'll leverage going back into the workforce? Definitely. Uh, the best thing, uh, one major thing I like about this program was every week we had a chance to meet with the companies. So it was a way for us to see what kind of companies are in the market. So where I want to go and plus for them to see us like the new people who are joining the ServiceNow ecosystem to pick it, like choose like if they are willing to work, us, work with us. And at least uh, for myself, I personally say that I had a great experience because the companies, like even for the interviews, when I went there, some of the people even said to me that, oh, I remember you from that meeting, which is a big thing because that makes a connection and it makes things easier for you when you apply for the job and when you talk to them. For me, uh, it has been a big help. And also in this program, they just not only covered the service now as a technical part, but they also prepared us for interviews 
to groom us per, uh, as a professional to present ourselves in an interview. That was a very big advantage, I would say. And at the end of the training, when we completed our project, we worked in a team together. It tells a lot about yourself, like how comfortable you are working with the other people and to present it to the uh, companies that this is the way we work. And I can see like there are so many amazing people in that cohort with me that I would like to stay connected with them even in the future. And so what are you hoping will come of this? What's the career path that you've decided to embark on? I always love to work in the technology, whether it's databases, whether it was in application administration or whether I was working as a project manager. I always try to stay connected with the technology. I was always a subject matter expert. From this uh, training, maybe in the future, I might want to be a business analyst for the ServiceNow or I might be a project manager looking into the ServiceNow too. I have endless opportunities out there. It's just the first thing is to take the step and get into the market and continue my learning. Do you think that's sometimes the hardest challenge for women coming back into the workforce after after a break is taking that first step and having the courage to put themselves out there? Definitely, definitely. It took me more than a year just to bring myself up to that level that, yes, I'm completely ready and the companies are willing to hire me because... From last year, I like when I knew that this is the timeline when I want to start looking for the work. So from then on, I started working on some of my certifications as well. And even now, like when I'm looking for the job, I am looking for a role that supports me as a mother of young kids that will have a lot of weightage in deciding which company I want to work for. What are some of the emerging technologies that you are most excited about? Service now. <laughs> I can see a lot uh, like in the market at the moment. I On the LinkedIn, I could see the Salesforce. I could see ServiceNow. Cloud computing is a big thing today. But I, cloud itself is nothing. You have to build something on top of it. With cloud computing, I can see the advantages because uh, I've managed systems. So one of my, the part of my job was to make sure that our, the capacity planning, to make sure that our system will be capable of managing the load which we have today or the coming load in the coming five, five years. So we'll, when we are deciding for the upgrades or decide when we are procuring the servers, we used to have to look into these things. With cloud computing, a lot of things have been will become easier because it's like you can just pick and move according to your own needs. So some of the things have become easier from that perspective. But again, it has its own challenges. And once I'll be back in the workforce, I would love to see those new challenges. I'm guessing that's something that you don't miss, is having to plan capacity and all those manual steps that were required in some of your previous roles. I would say yes, because uh, whichever role I've worked on, performance, capacity has always been there. Because whether I was a database administrator, whether I was a system administrator, application administrator, or I was even like I was managing the performance. This has always been the part of my role. And I believe every company, like when they want to use a system, they have to make sure that the system is optimally available to manage their requirements. Because when you want to have any new marketing campaign, you have to make sure that your system is up and ready to handle the new influx they are expecting from that. So probably I've done that part so much that I always have this thing on the back of my mind, whether 
and probably I think whether I'll be working as a database admi like system administrator for service now or if I'm looking as a developer, probably I'll, when I'll be working on the system, that thing will be on back of my mind to how to keep the system optimal. What's some of the best advice you've received from a mentor or a coach that has served you well? So Alethea was my first mentor, which I got in this program. I never had an opportunity to have a mentor in my life. My first manager in data, of database team in Telenor, Pakistan. Very early on, he said to me that, Huma, you are not just a database administrator, you're a telecom DBA. Don't look, just look into running the systems. You have to look at the whole ecosystem, how the systems are connecting with each other, what each system is doing. Your focus should not just be on the smaller bits, but you have to start learning to look into the broader uh, aspect. And that helped me a lot because that allowed me to look into things more than just uh, doing the basic operations and looking into the technologies, how we can make things better. And probably that also helped me later on my other roles, whether when I was doing the project management, project management or I was doing the working as a performance specialist. So this part has, uh, like this advice was one of the best advice, I would say that helped me to look into things in a different way. What fuels you outside of work? I love doing workouts because that is my time uh, when I feel like, and when I started working out almost two years back, I felt like, oh, I can't even lift my leg. And then later on, <laughs> I was using the dumbbells and everything, which I didn't thought about it. So I enjoy that part and I didn't have to go anywhere. I can do it at home. So this is my time for myself. So I enjoy it. What types of workouts are they? Are they cardio, weightlifting? That's the best part. Dancing. I keep on changing. I don't like dancing. <laughs> <laughs> or I can't dance it, honestly. But like uh, I enjoy Heather's uh, workout, uh, workouts. And also I like to do HIIT workouts. So I keep on changing alternately. It's like the day, what day, what I feel like, what I want to do a Pilates or want to do dumbbells. So it's like keep on changing according to my mood. If you had some advice for other women who um, maybe they've, you know, recently had children or maybe they're just considering a career into tech but maybe don't have the courage to start, what advice would you give them? I would say in my experience, this is one of the best uh, fields that support us as mothers in different roles because uh, in technology you can find so many options like it's not just you can work as a you can work on the back end if you want to work on because I've met women who are not comfortable with interacting with the clients and people. So you can work as a developer. If you like talking to the people, there are so many options there for you in technology. There are endless opportunities in technology for you. And also when it comes to work from home kind of roles, I can see there are a lot more room in working technology to get the jobs done. So I believe in my experience, technology has big room for a woman. And I believe we are smart enough to learn anything. So uh, I, even during these uh, sessions with one of the different companies, there was a girl, like she was a young lady from one of the company. And she said that she was scared of development. But when she saw another girl doing it, she had the courage to go and learn it. If you have a will, you have a way. And trust me, you can do everything you like. Uh, in my experience, in my life experience, I never failed in it because when I wanted to do something, 
I go for it and I do it. Do you think having that love of learning and that ability to self-teach different development skills has been part of the reason why you're still in the industry and you're still passionate about technology? For myself, I would say, yes, that has been a big role because when you like something, you are willing to put extra time in it and you don't feel it as a burden. When I was part of this program, I wanted to complete my micro certificate in a particular time. So I was willing to wake up 5 a.m. in the morning and study for it. So it's just make it easier to work hard for it because you don't feel like you are doing something you don't like doing it, but you are doing it something you are enjoying it. So a few fun questions to wrap up with. What is your favorite book or podcast? Previously, I used to read books like I Famous. Now I like Ginger McFee did not brush her teeth because that helped my daughter to start brushing her teeth. <laughs> I hope you read it to them, not just for yourself. Honestly, I read it to them, but I enjoy reading those books now. <laughs> so I enjoy that night uh, story time with my kids. Best movie or TV show to binge watch? I used to watch uh, Criminal Minds because that was something me and my husband enjoyed watching together. Haven't watched for a while now, but that was something I enjoyed. Is it the uh, problem solving that used to draw you yes. into that one? <laughs> yes, <laughs> probably the way they solve the problem. This is something that always intrigued me. A place everyone must visit in their lifetime. That is a hard question, honestly, because when I was thinking, I've been to South Africa, I've been to London, and I like every place. But if I think about one place, I like the northern areas of Pakistan because I like mountains. I like uh, snow, glacier, waterfalls. So you can find it abundance in Pakistan. Favorite food? Noodles. Any particular <laughs> like, type or all like, noodles? Whether it's instant, whether it's pasta, I like it in, in every way. <laughs> Well, Huma, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you for joining and sharing your story. Thank you for inviting me and I had a great time. And as you can see, I love chatting. I love talking. <laughs> so thank you so much for inviting me and I had a great time. Thank you. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Make sure to join our LinkedIn group to continue the conversation and connect with all of our guests on the show. You can find us on the ANZW podcast homepage, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you know someone with a great story to share, drop us a note. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.